Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And say hello to Catherine Toon. Hi, guys. <laughs> so glad to have you back, Catherine. And such a treat to always just to have some time with you, but for other people to to spend some time with you, too. And Catherine, uh, by trade and training, is a medical doctor. And one of the things that we talked about last week in our episode was connecting with God. And it made me think of... Uh, I'm old enough to know back uh, when aspirin was considered the miracle drug, and it would help with almost anything. Well, connecting with God is sort of like the spiritual drug that will help with almost anything, uh, whatever our problem is in life. And Catherine, I think that's kind of what you're all about and how you help people in your different formats, connecting with God and then showing them how that will help with anger or whatever it is. So tell us about some of that, if you would. Well, you know, God is our source. And he said in John 15, 5, as you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. And, you know, Paul, you and I both know there's really no apart from God except in our minds. And that is where we suffer when we're feeling disconnected. And you can be a believer, a Christian, and be disconnected in different areas in your mind. And you can be an unbeliever who doesn't know God, Christ yet, and that work, and be disconnected as well. So it's to the extent that we're disconnected, the extent that we're not bearing fruit, fruit that remains. And that can sound kind of religious-y, but fruit would be like freedom. Fruit would be like peace. Fruit would be like provision or guidance or deliverance from an addiction or how do I navigate a difficult marriage, a horrible marriage? How do I get myself out of a horrendous situation? How do I recover from trauma? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, pick a card, any card. Mm -hmm. And God is the source of humanity. And so because he's our source, that's where we go to to get what we need. Yeah. And sometimes we don't know what we need, right? Yeah. But that's where we go to to even know what we need. Yeah, it is. And gosh, I can remember saying, well, Jesus is the answer. Right. Okay. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, it means Jesus is the answer. So you are able to help people see what that means and to coach them through things. Can you give us an example, whatever you choose, addiction, anger, or, or whatever? I mean, obviously, I don't want a one-size-fits-all thing, but just sort of an example of, of how you help people with that. Well, for sure. So, I mean, obviously, I write books that help people connect. I teach that help people connect. And a coaching situation in that where Jesus is the counselor, people come because they're in pain. They're not coming because I want to spend time with you and throw money at you. You know what I mean? They come because they've got a pain that needs help. 
they can't hear from God, or maybe they're just in pain and maybe they can hear, but it doesn't sound real, or they know what the correct scriptural answer is, but it's not hitting them in a heart situation. Maybe they're traumatized and they just can't get over that. They're having panic attacks. Humanity's suffering, right? I mean, and Jesus did, did say, in this world, you will have tribulation, but he said, cheer up, I've overcome the world. So him overcoming the world, it doesn't mean that when you say the magic prayer and awaken to God within you, that all your problems are solved. It means that you're starting to connect with the one who is the answer, but we have to walk that out. You know, Jesus said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, what does that mean? It's complete. It's finished. But we need to awaken to what that means in all the areas that don't know what that means, that feel disconnected, that maybe are having a hard time receiving what they need in finances or receiving guidance or getting help out of an addiction, all of that. And that is all working out that was uh, and the areas where we're looking at, we're not loving, right? We're condemning, we're judging, and I, I just can't help myself. I'm just angry all the time, or I've got this pride problem, or you know, whatever, or I'm really insecure, whatever that is. We need help there. So, kind of with a methodology I use, who cares about the methodology? But ultimately, it's about helping people get past that being alienated in their minds. When we're connecting with God, you will get answers. I have to be careful when I say that. Because it's not necessary. God's idea of answers is not always the way we would have it go. I don't know about you, but I've prayed and God's answered me in a completely different way. And I may have been like, no, no, Jesus, you need to answer this way. And he's like that. We'll deal with that pride issue later, sweetheart. I'm answering this way because this is what you really need. Mm. And then probably when I can get your attitude in a better way, (laughs) I can probably bless you with the other. And how he deals with you will be unique to you because Mm. this is you and him together. See, you and him together are unstoppable. So where you're not hearing, there are different things to help you hear. What are the lies you're believing? And last time we talked about, there's a guardian lie that keeps you from hearing. What are you afraid will happen if you hear God here or you connect with God here? Well, I'm afraid he's angry. And he's going to tell me that I'm going to hell or something, you know? Yeah, who wants Um, to hear that? (laughs) I wouldn't want to hear that either. I'm like, I'm right with you. (laughs) So why don't we check with God and see how he really feels? Yeah. Able to heal that. So like, oh, you're safe. You mean like this ugly thing that I'm so ashamed of? Like I can run into it and say, this is ugly and I can't help myself. I hate myself when I do this. Can you help me? And he's like, yeah. And let me get that shame off of you while we're at it. And let me heal your heart that learned this way of being that you thought was going to give life, that you have to provide for yourself or you have to use some sort of false something instead of the real deal. Let me do that for you. And so you start to encounter him and he heals your heart there. So that would be one example. Oh, that's really good. I I so relate to that, Catherine, because it's much better now because I connect with God much better than I used to. The anger that I had, I was taught by a very nice guy, a mentor I had who was really into scripture memory. He was just misguided and misinformed, but scripture memory was the answer to everything. And so one time I I got up enough courage to confide in him that I had an anger problem. 
And, and he said, well, you memorize these verses. You know, and one of them was in James 1, the anger of man is not like the righteousness of God or, or something like that. And he said, every time you're tempted to get uh, angry, or every time you do get angry, just quote that verse. Yeah. Well, it didn't work. And I tried and I tried and I tried and it, I'd do okay for a while. And then at just the most inopportune time, you know, I would get upset with something. And I'd been a pastor by that time for 25 years. <laughs> and I, I just, pastors I have room. problems. But, oh, man. Problems. Yeah. I just, I went into a room by myself and I just said, Jesus, I cannot do this. If I'm going to not have an anger problem, you're going to have to do it. And I just felt him say, that's what I've been waiting on. Right. Yeah. yeah. And over the course of time, this isn't necessarily true 100% of the time, but he, he started showing me, Paul, what you're really angry about is you're angry at me. You're angry with God because when things don't go your way, you think, well, I'm a Christian. I memorize these verses. I go to church. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. Dog on it. God ought to make things you go well for me. Yeah. And you're really mad at me. And I went, wow. Now, he didn't say that condemningly. He just was showing me. He's just telling you what the problem was. <laughs> yeah. And that's what a good doctor does. A good doctor diagnoses what the problem is. And, and oh, gosh, that set me on a course that... Uh, just tremendously freeing. And that's true with every situation that we have. The connection with Jesus, Papa, Jesus, grace, I call the Holy Spirit. I love that, grace. Yeah, the connection with them. And you quoted before in John 15, 5, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, we're never apart from them, but when we don't realize that we are, we can do nothing much good. Uh, Right. But he's always with us. And he's always loving us and he's always cheering us on and encouraging us. And we can share that with other people, which is a whole lot better than what I used to share. (laughs) But that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because it's a very real problem. And I do think so many people are angry at God and God Mm -hmm. was not angry at you being angry at him. Mm -hmm. And he was pointing it out because he's saying, okay, son, so this is where I'm going to help heal you. And we're going to do this together. Yeah. And then you start to grow in the knowledge of this God who's not angry at your anger or angry at your what or at your sinful <clears throat> behavior, whatever. He's there to help. And that helps you fall in love with him more, receive his love <clears throat> and fall in love with him more. And then your faith is effectual because faith works by love. And yeah. it's amazing. The fruit just comes as this byproduct of this healing, this relationship that's healed and being healed. And your heart. <clears throat> that's healed and being healed. And it's this ongoing process of this journey that we walk out. And, you know, at the end of the day, we were made for exploits. You've got grace for all. That's an exploit. The book is an exploit. You've got these amazing life. It's beautiful. But what really matters is this intimacy that you have with Papa, Jesus, Holy Spirit, grace, and everybody calling it. It's just everything and everything else is added. The relationships we have with one another, what we're able to do, what we're able to help for people who don't know him, what we're able to help people who know him partially, but then have this really distorted image Mm -hmm. or where they're feeling like somehow that there's something wrong with them. Like there's something Mm -hmm. intrinsically bad about them. Like who Mm -hmm. said that? There's no condemnation. It's not allowed. It's just simply not allowed because of what God's done for us. 
Yeah. And when you can come into the light with your ugly and your shame and have him like wipe it or heal it, it's a healing issue. He's the doctor. He's the physician. He's the counselor. He's the helper. And that gets to be healed. And then like you're freed up just to be yourself, to Mm. show up as is knowing you're perfect as you're being perfected, right? Because, you know, we're already all we are and we're working out that salvation. You know, it's Mm. kind of funny because God's been telling me a lot lately and I've had to really say, but Catherine, you're perfect. I'm like, I know he knows the unperfect. It's not like he's like, you know, like I just see the blood of Jesus. I see that this is silliness, right? Uh, right? <laughs> but in my imperfection, I'm already perfect in him without spot or blemish. And I'm walking it out. And so he's wanting me to connect with the fullness of who he created me to be before the foundation of the world, which is in the image of Christ, and how we're walking that out together. And as I'm relating to that, a lot of stuff that's not like that, that's not like love, is falling off. Mm-hmm. Or being burned away by the fires of love, or mm-hmm. however, we're or being washed away with the fuller soap. There's a lot of different cleanse with the water, the word, whatever yeah. the person is, the word, all of that, but growing in that. And so we're able to manifest that more and more and more, even while, yeah, do I still have issues? You betcha. You know, if I sit for 30 seconds, I'll be able to come up with some real duties, <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay to have sure. a problem. Yeah. But it's not okay to stay stuck. Yeah, And it's not okay to, um, you know, the fastest way is through. The more we connect with God, the more we partner with God, the more we're being manifested as sons and daughters. And it's gorgeous. That's your greatest contribution. Paul is being fully manifested as Paul. It's like, that's a son of God. And as you're manifested, as I'm manifested, as all the viewers, as you as viewers are manifested, creation is literally released from its bondage. So it's just a complete win-win. And God is after a win-win. We're separated by about 10 hours of driving time. But I was going to say exactly the same thing about you and slightly different words. But what you manifest, the joy and love that you manifest that comes through over the miles and over the Internet is so contagious and so winsome. It's good. But even more than that, what it says to me, and this is what I see, Catherine, in virtually everybody that I've interviewed and people that I haven't interviewed that are on this journey with us, none of us, I used to, if I would have been honest with myself when I was a pastor the first 20 years, yeah, I like to help people. But the main reason why I did it was to prove that I was right. When it comes right down to it, that's what I did. That's why I got up every Sunday morning and got in the pulpit was to prove that what I was right and show other people how they were wrong and how if they would just be like me, they'd be right, even though I was a total mess. Well, (laughs) I don't get that. I don't see that in you, in the people that I've had the privilege of interviewing. We do it because it's good. And I say it. We do it because God is good and our connection with God is good and our life is good because of it. Our relationships are good because of it. When the stuff hits the fan, it's 
still good, not that the situation is good, but we know, as you said before, that Jesus has overcome that, and he's with us, and he's helping it through us. And I know that none of us does it for the money, because we <laughs> we don't charge, or when we do charge, we way undercharge just for our time. I know that. We do it because God has done it for us. Again, I think of Second Corinthians 5, which you know so well. God the Father was in Christ Jesus at the cross, reconciling all of the cosmos to himself, not holding anyone's sins or transgressions against him. And now he has made us ambassadors of reconciliation. And that's what we are. That's what we do. And we do it because we have experienced it, not because it's something we feel like we ought to do or we have to do or it's a job or we're going to disappoint God if we don't. The motivation is totally different, isn't it? Oh, you just can't hold it in with what he's done. What he's done is like Mary Magdalene. You just can't hold what he's done for me. I'm like, I got to evangelize in a way. And evangelizing just means sharing Jesus, sharing the hope, yeah, Uh, not sharing the condemnation. So you better get in the club so you don't burn for eternity. Okay, that's not good news. But sharing the good news of what he's done and what he continues to do and the freedom and the joy and the hope and it's real and it's irrepressible. And in the midst of the darkness around, it just swamps out the darkness in us and then through us. And then everybody gets to be a part. No one's left out. And you're never too far gone. You're never, you know, right? There's always hope. God is not condemning. He's pursuing you, not because he's mad, because he's wild about you and refuses to leave you alone in a fallen way that hurts you and hurts others. And And, so that's why, it's because he loves you. Yeah. And not only have we experienced that, but we get the privilege of telling other people that he loves them exactly the same way. The gospel, as you well know, Catherine, is a proclamation of who God is and what he's already done. It's not an invitation to do something on your part to get right with him and then hopefully stay right with him. No, it's a proclamation of what is already true and has been since before the beginning of creation. It is so amazing. And it's mystical and amazing and sweeping. We can study it for eternity and we'll be, it's just breathtaking. It's as big as God is. And so we get to enjoy that, experience it, and then share it. And people get to experience that for themselves. Nothing's quite as good as seeing that happen in other people. I mean, that's just such a joy, right? That's just like the honey yeah. on the toast, right? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it is. Absolutely. Well, Catherine, gosh, thank you so much. Encouraging one another has been so good. And as we get ready to wrap up, the point of this uh, and the point of what you've so eloquently said that you're all about is helping people connect with God. And we do that through connecting with people and sharing, tell people how they can connect with you. Come find me. Probably the easiest way is to go to katherinetune.com. I write books. I speak. I coach. I have a ton of freebies. I love giving stuff away, whether that's blogs or downloads or YouTube recordings, my own podcast. That's just a joy. And so I, yeah, come find me. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Pinterest and pick a card, any card, but just come find me. And we just 
be wonderful to get in relationship. And if I can help you with something, I would be honored and thrilled. And she means that, I know. And she will help you because she certainly helped me and lots of others. So, Catherine, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today and sharing your story. And thank you for being with us on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Yay. Well, there's nothing like Grace to All with Paul Gray. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored. And I love you. I love Kitsy. And just so happy to be in relationship and so honored to be on your program. I'm excited about your book. Everybody get the book and share it with your friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray and my friend Catherine Toome. See you all next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.